This is Sisterhood Unleashed, a weekly podcast brought to you by two mamas from small town Ontario. Grab a glass of wine and join us. Good morning. Good morning, Steph. How's it going? Oh, it's going. I'm just uh, tuning in from the comfort of my bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> my family is awake earlier than expected today, and I'm wearing oh. my pajamas still. Wonderful. How was your sleep? Uh, you know what? I was out like a light. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was out. I didn't even, I haven't been getting up for my early morning walks because it's been too humid. It's been really so, gross out. Oh, it is yeah. just awful. Um, not to complain, but I am complaining. I, I guess know. it's okay to complain sometimes. Yeah, it's humid. I have allergies at the end of the summer, so I look like I have COVID-19. Um, Probably yeah. makes you snore at night. Uh, no, it does not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Interesting. Nothing would make. Why are you snoring? Really? Are you? Well, congested? no. It's actually Is funny. Telling you something? <laughs> yeah, actually, I got a text from him this week. After he listened to, we can delete this. I had to do this. Okay. We can delete this if you really want. But I got a text from him this week that um, after he listened to one of our latest episodes where you swore up and down that you didn't snore. And um, this text may have contained an audio clip. No. And all he said was, she snores. It was just the audio clip. I'm So... Is it snoring? Do you want me to play it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let's see if we can hear this. Just a sec. You guys are assholes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not me having an affair. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, that that's good, not me. It's a good 30-second clip. I'm crying. Oh. I've been I've been holding on to that for a week. You're evil. I know. I can't oh, help it. Oh my god, it's that's so funny. so funny. He just he threw made... me with it and he, all of a sudden I get this text and like if you know Clay, you don't get like a lot from him text message wise. No. So like um oh. every year I get a Christmas text that says Merry Ho Ho fuckers, which is like this mass text <laughs> that goes out to everyone. And like just the odd like a uh, couple of things here and there yeah. if like if I have to ask him something um a man a few words over text message so to get a text from him I was like oh this is interesting I wonder what this is gonna say <laughs> and uh, that oh, was it was it was a highlight of my genius. week I know that's so. funny well okay so maybe I do snore when I am congested you're right that's exactly what's happening <laughs> since i am now busted uh, that's funny i can delete that if you want i can i just that is so like, funny that was so funny i was dying funny. yeah you can, can leave that in him. because yeah. that's funny oh i lost track of where we were uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just waking up and coming together uh, this early morning podcast last night i had a baby that would not go to bed um so we had to postpone our recording to this morning. So. Yeah. Okay. So Steph, summer like this is coming to an end. Oh, I know. The, the March break is finally over. <laughs> is finally coming to an end. Are you ready for Silas to go back to school? No. Like physically no. and mentally, no, I'm not. No. Physically, okay. like, well, I mean, I guess when I say physically, I mean like logistically. Like we have 
we've purchased a few things like we were out one day what What is well we got like a new we got a new lunch bag um because he needed one um i had to order him some new pants because i knew that like he didn't have pants that would fit him through the fall because he's grown so so tall um Mm -hmm. we've got some new indoor shoes um Okay, question. Yeah. Do you yeah. get shoes with laces or Velcro or slip-on? Like, what are you doing for Silas? Because he's at that stage still where I assume he can't fully tie his shoes on a no, double knot. No. No, he can't. I still got, like, Velcro ones, but okay. maybe I should be getting laces and like, I don't, starting to teach him? I don't him? think so. I mean, one of our teacher listeners can, can chime in on this, but uh, Nora – she conned me into getting her another pair of laces shoes. We love vans. So mm-hmm. we were at the van outlet and she got a pair of tie-on rainbow vans. And she cannot successfully tie them in a double knot, which I think no. is just causing more trouble for the teachers. Like they don't have time for that. So Totally. Um, no. Especially so now when they have the to like – yeah. I was going to say, especially now and like they have to be careful with, yeah, they can't be touching touch all kids. different yeah, things, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would probably switch. Okay. So, and I, but then I was kind of worrying like, oh, should she be tying her shoes? And I, mm-hmm. she can almost do a basic tie yep. with a lot of encouragement, but yep. there's no way she could do a double knot that's going to last the whole day. It's not yeah. happening. So, okay. Yeah. So go on. What else did you get? Um, I think that was it. Just like a couple, like a little bit of new clothes because like out of necessity, um, and it was funny. I was looking on like probably Facebook or something and people were talking about where to buy kids masks and he has two masks because I had ordered them through the summer. But Mm -hmm. then I'm thinking like, do I need to get more? Like, do I have to have like a stash? Like how many should I have? Um, and then I see people doing, um, like putting them on like a lanyard or like a clip. And I thought that might be handy because, you know, so then they don't lose it like at recess, right? Mm-hmm. He could just wear it around his neck on a lanyard and then, because they don't have to wear them at recess, I'm pretty sure. Um, well, I hope not. They're going to all pass out. You can't exercise with them. I know. No, I'm pretty sure they don't wear them at recess. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I would love for um, some listeners to chime in. Like, mm-hmm. where are you getting kids masks? I did yeah. order some clothes from Old Navy and I know they had masks there, but then I couldn't get the ones that I had in my cart they must have sold out when I um when went I um, went to order so mm. um yeah like I don't know how many masks do I need he, like I said he's got two I should probably get at least one even more sending their kids with masks so here's the thing like the sick kids in Toronto actually said that masks for kids under the um, you know, under a certain age, whichever lines up with grades three or four, I don't even know what is that, Eight 10 or whatever. Or whatever yeah. Okay. So we're actually more harmful than good. I thought that was mm. kind of the recommendation to just leave masks off the little kids and kind of just, yeah, practice yeah. social distancing and hand washing and whatnot. So, um, yeah. So are people sending masks for kids under the, like, like he's grade one, right? Five, six, seven. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I was going to honestly, like I was, um, his principal sent out like an email to everyone with all of the, like, just kind of like documents and a letter showing, um, you know, what's going to be happening in September and the different, like Mm -hmm. the school's different protocols and stuff like that. Um, and they said like masks for students are not mandatory, which they are not, um, that they're strongly recommended. So I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I, when he and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I just said, you know, um, we'll probably send a mask with you. You should wear it as much as possible, but you don't have to wear it all the time. And like, I don't know, I guess we'll just start go with that and see. Mm -hmm. Um, like if he comes home saying like, 
I can't do this. I don't want to wear a mask all day. It's bothering me, whatever. Um, I mean, he's a pretty, in general, like easygoing kid. And like if mm-hmm. everyone else in his class is wearing a mask, like he probably will too because – he's been okay with it so far. Like we haven't had any, mm-hmm. I mean, it's short periods of time, but right. he's been okay with wearing them. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah are you, I don't are you going to send well, one with Nora? I wasn't going to, no. Um, she likes actually, she enjoys wearing her mask to be honest. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I guess I'll kind of take her, her lead on it. So um, and if she comes home and says she really wants to wear one again, probably because everybody else is wearing one, then mm-hmm. maybe we'll pick some up, but no, I don't even have them on the list. Like, so I, I didn't actually, she does not grow. Like Nora is seriously <laughs> so petite. Um, yeah, she's not very tall. Her feet don't ever grow. I don't know where she gets this from. Anyways, um, she, so I didn't have to get her a lot as far as clothes go. And we didn't wear half of her stuff from last I know. year because I know. of the whole school only lasted until March. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I didn't have to get her a lot of clothes, but I did order the Mabel's labels with mm-hmm. our last name on them. Mm-hmm. Because in one of the communication um, communications that we got from our school, they talked about, you know, the importance of labeling everything just to, again, mm-hmm. you know, stop kids from touching each other's stuff and da, da, da. So, um, yeah, I uh, ordered labels and we have to go on Wednesday to get to get haircuts. So oh, yeah. both of my girls need haircuts and then yeah. um, both of the older girls anyways. And then we have to get all her, like she's in grade one. So she has I to know. bring um, those um, dry erase markers and pencils and, wow. you know, books and she has to get a little headset. So yeah. yeah, it's uh yeah, we have to do all that. So we're not really ready either. Yeah. Well, we haven't got like a class list requirement mm. from his teacher yet. Oh, so no they had said, so. the principal said like teachers will be reaching out within the next week or so to mm-hmm. introduce themselves and stuff. So I know who his okay. teacher is, but, um, you know, is this a met new her teacher yet, for him? it is a new teacher for him. She's been at the school for quite a few years. So I think oh, okay, it'll be good. good. They just rearranged some of the classrooms. So okay. I think she used to teach grade three and now she's teaching grade one. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, um, I've heard wonderful things about her, so I'm sure oh, it'll be wonderful, good. but, um, but yeah, so I haven't heard like what he needs for supplies yet um Mm -hmm. but last year he was in an sk grade one split so he actually had to bring in a bunch of stuff already so i assume it'll be pretty similar to what um what he had last year just because yeah like they did a lot of that kind of stuff like he didn't he used a headset and that kind of thing already Mm -hmm. so we have one of those i'm sure we'll just need to like probably refresh the pencil crayons because we've been using those all summer long and we'll get some yeah some new stuff like that but okay uh, but that's a good reminder about the yeah. The Mabel's labels. Labels, yes, get those. Mm. They're so helpful. I need to check our stock because I, I order them every year pretty much. So mm. I need to go and double check mm-hmm. and see what we've got. But no, do you yeah. do one for each kid or do you just order like a you know, one with your last name on it? What do you do? I actually have both. I have some for each okay. kid because when the twins are going to daycare, like same thing. We wanted everything to be labeled and um it helped them as well, like being able to know oh, yep, this is my name on it. This is her, like my brother's yeah. name, right? So, um, or maybe, like maybe it just made me feel like, I don't know, more organized to have them separate. But I have ones that just say like Crowley family on them as well. And then, yeah, um, so mm-hmm. I use those for some things. But yeah, so. Okay, but I also good. like using the ones with their last yeah, they name are. or like our, um, like if I'm bringing dishes to someone house, someone's house, you know what I mean? And I forget something mm-hmm. there, like, 
always reminded me of my grandma used to always write on like masking tape on the bottom of her dish like may wallace (laughs) so cute (laughs) makes me think of that but yeah it's funny yeah they are one of my most sorry favorite things yeah i know i'm just following they're one of my most favorite things to buy they just Mm -hmm. come in so handy clay has them on all his yetis that's what i was gonna say yeah i i had to label alex's yetis because he kept losing them so i Mm -hmm. put Mm -hmm. stickers on those too (laughs) yeah so oh that's awesome okay so we always like to check in so we don't have a guest this week um we are kind of ahead in our recordings so um this will probably drop after my birthday. So this is my birthday week. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, we are, I've been telling everybody who will listen to me that it's my birthday week. Um, And we have, yeah, a full week ahead of getting back to school ready. And then it's also Nora's birthday week. So we're doing a little kitty party, a very small party. Uh, She was super bummed. She starts planning her birthday almost a half a year in advance. And so that uh, coincided with COVID pretty much striking and she was very concerned that her birthday was going to be ruined by COVID. And then and she's obviously faring better than kids who had to have drive-by parties mm-hmm. because we can have a small, you know, intimate gathering, but uh, she's still feeling the effects of it. So she said to her totally. dad, you know, oh, are we, is COVID going to be here for my next year's birthday? Mm. And instead of like trying to comfort her otherwise, he's like, yeah, probably, probably it is. <laughs> Michael Clay. Well, he's not wrong. It probably will be. But no, anyway. he I know, but oh, I would have at least thing. You know, yeah. gave her a little white lie or some sort of hope. But yeah, I so know. we're planning that. I'm going to hit up Michael's. I need to get a tie-dye kit. And I was actually informed that tie-dye kits have been sold out. They were sold out. So here, funny story. Oh, tell um, me. Of course we you have know. one. Well, we have one. Mm-hmm. I bought. I finally found one and bought yeah. one at Michael's. And we actually opened it last night, just me and the boys. My oh, daughter was at good. a sleepover with my mom. And she, um, Silas has been bugging me to tie-dye stuff. Like, I don't really yeah. know what sparked it, but he found remember when they were little and um we did the tie-dye party at one of our yoga friends houses oh yeah yeah yeah. right so when we were going through baby clothes for friends that are having little babies coming up Mm -hmm. we were like trying to purge things and he found the onesie that we had tie-dyed and i said oh we made this at a tie-dye party with some Mm -hmm. friends so he (laughs) he would not let me get rid of it he dressed up his teddy bear in it which is adorable and uh so he's been wanting to like do something. He's like, so we yeah. made, like, we tie dyed this. Can we do this again? So I finally found a kit. I got the shirts. I couldn't even find, honestly, Did you they find had it a, at Michael's. I found the kit at Michael's. Okay, the shirts were harder to find. Really? White shirts are sold out everywhere. So like, I would suggest so like bizarre. finding something like, I don't even know. Yeah. I found, ended up getting um, like an adult size, small shirt for him because like all really? the kid sizes were out. Um, anyway, so we tried it last night and it was fun and we'll see how they, it all turns out. But the kit that I got had like very vague instructions and mm-hmm. it said on there, like it came, there's different ones. Like some of them are pre-mixed. I got one that's not pre-mixed. So like, it's just the powder in the little bottles. Mm-hmm. But the, um, the instructions said like fill water to line. Well, there's no line on any of the bottles. So I had no idea how mm-hmm. much to fill it up. And my kit had actually been like, I don't think it'd been used, but it was open. Like it wasn't like a sealed hmm. plastic thing. Cause like the bag of gloves was open. Nothing was missing, but like a cap was off. And I was like, what? This is, and I didn't realize until like, a, <laughs> cause I bought it. Like, bought it. Right. Somebody bought it. Returned it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, 
and the way that it was closed Weird. up, like, you wouldn't have noticed. But anyway, it was fine. So I'll let you know how ours turn out. But yeah, yeah we see. did a little bit. I still have dye on my hands, actually. Now, do um, you think I'm going to need two kids then? I mean, I might be revamping the whole party if we can't find these. Well, I think the one that we had, I mean, we still have some leftovers. So I can yeah. bring you ours if you're stuck. But the one that we had said it does like 36 items. Oh, okay. So That's I think you're okay, loads. but yeah. yeah, I'll send you. I mean, the realistically, the thought, kids, but... I find it, it's, I think she's only having like four or five people, so it's yeah. fine. Um, but the kids, they kind of get bored of stuff pretty quickly. It's a, so. Yeah, the novelty wears off. I ended mm-hmm. up doing most of the dyeing myself. Did you? Yeah. I also realized that like I wanted to do the dyeing myself. I didn't quite <laughs> trust my children to totally you know, with dye. Um, so I let them know that like this was this was a mom job. And it made me laugh. Like I'm thinking, you know, like I am such a control freak. Like I love to bake with my kids, but Mm -hmm. I'm so like, I can't just let them do whatever because baking is scientific, right? Like you have to measure and get the right measurements. And tie dyeing is much like baking in that. Like I just want to do it by myself. So (laughs) except it's not though, because you really can't screw it up. I know. I know. But like, it's very permanent. Like the dye is everywhere. So is it? Okay. I better make sure I tell the moms to send their kids in some crappy old clothes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, funny. Too funny. It's fun though. She'll love that. She's all about. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she's so artsy fartsy. So she would love it. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're doing. How's your week been? What are you up to? It's been good. Um, I'm off today, which is nice. I just booked like a bunch of random, I don't really have any plans. I just booked a bunch of random days off through the summer because I had to use some vacation time. So just been taking like, yeah, Monday here or there. And today's one of Mm. them. And uh, we don't have any plans. Yeah. Rowan's at my mom's first sleepover last night. My mom's been taking the kids like separately, which has been nice for them to have some of their own like one-on-one time. So it's her turn last night. So it was just the boys home this morning. Um, I don't know. We talked about doing a few things like some more. We've been trying to cram in a lot of like end of summer activities, but it's so hot. Like we talked about the zoo maybe today, but it's way too hot for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We're just kind of hanging out and not doing much. I might go, I want to go to the Rustic Feather Barntique. I might head out there today. Yes, Monday's not open. I think it's open every day now. I'm pretty sure. So I might head out there today for a bit. I have to go into Simcoe for some groceries after. So I might uh, go and take a little detour that way. Hmm. Um, But yeah, I have nothing else planned. It's just, I need to put laundry away. That's really what I need to do. I just need to start booking days off so I can catch up on laundry. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I forever have baskets of clean laundry, which is at least half of the battle uh, piled up in my room. And sometimes I move them to my bed to sort Mm -hmm. them and then back to the floor, Mm -hmm. back and forth. Cause we have main floor laundry Mm -hmm. and I don't know anybody else who's listening who has main floor laundry. It seems like a really good idea until you have two plus kids Mm -hmm. and I mean, our laundry room is the first thing you see when you walk in the door and it's just, it's a disaster. I can't leave the laundry in there. Otherwise, yeah, it's just very overwhelming when you walk in for myself and guests. And so, oh, excuse me, I'm apparently needing to go back to bed. Um, So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, so anyways, I move it down to my bedroom, which then becomes my laundry room. So, and I hate putting laundry away. That's what I was trying to get to. I'm just, yeah, I hate it. Same. I've tried to do, and I think I was in a pretty good routine when we were all leaving the house every day or the majority Mm -hmm. of the days that I would do a load every day. Yeah, And from start to finish, 
and put it away because otherwise it, I don't like, like when it piles up and then it just becomes like a, like I said, like a full day task. But, mm-hmm. um, so I was like doing that pretty good. Cause after everybody got home, we would, you know, everyone ha- would have their baths or showers or whatever, get jammies on and all of the clothes that they wore every day would go right into the washing machine and I would wash them and I'd set the delay so that they would finish, um, the next morning like my washing machine has a timer so you can actually like delay the ending of it, I guess, or delay the start of it. And then I would just switch them to the dryer the next morning and quickly put that load away. Like, and it wasn't very much, right? Like it would be a smaller load. So anyway, if anybody has any tips on how to manage a laundry room or, you know, five plus people, let us know because that is forever at the top of my, to how to do this better list. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here mm-hmm. I am basically a laundry person. So, yeah. all right. Okay. So I got a question last yes. week, um, from a family member, they were asking me about the sisterhood and why, why are you doing this? What is your intent? I was kind of on the spot. Um, so I thought it would be a good opportunity to revisit this. Uh, we're about what, seven or eight podcasts in we're, now? Yeah. Seven or eight in. Yeah. Okay. So, um, this has been a good run this summer. Um, but yeah, so I had to sit down and think about the podcast and kind of why we're doing this. Mm. Um, so for me, I think it definitely kind of came out of, um, well, and I know I've talked a little bit about this, but I was in a motor vehicle accident at the beginning of COVID, um, that I then had to kind of really turn inward to heal from, because of course everything was closed down from physio through to talk therapy. I couldn't even get to see my family doctor. It was, it really kind of turned my world upside down. And then I had to go inward to heal, which was a kind of huge thing um, for me to have to do. And then out of that, I also um, still kind of found maybe a new, a little community um, Mm. that I turned to for healing. Um, A lot of it was online, right? Or by Zoom or whatever. Um, So that kind of came out of that. You and I have always talked about um, I guess kind of like community development and something coming up with something for moms and women and you know, just women in general. Right. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, was kid friendly and, you know, kind of took all of our, you know, all the things we were interested in and kind of put them in one place. I don't know. I'm rambling now. Um, no, I think you're, you're hitting it. Like it's, yeah, I mean, it's, obviously, your um your accident I think sparked a lot of this yeah when it was it made me want to actually do something I was like okay we've always had these ideas now let's actually do something with it right um obviously it was timely to be able to do something online because we couldn't be together right exactly you know the people who we would or we were kind of turning to um but yeah and it, it made us want to take kind of this community that that we had cultivated or I had cultivated and you had cultivated and kind of put I don't know I don't know how to explain this just kind of spotlight it again like and and bring it back it was really important yeah I think it's important to have that community and like you're Mm -hmm. like you said your accident really reminded you and and all of us I think and and COVID in general I know we've talked about this right right the two kind of the basically they happen simultaneously so we had no other option besides doing something together right like um not even together something online like building up and I actually had someone else ask me this too same question when you were talking about that it reminded me Mm -hmm. um why do we do this or how did this start where did we kind of come up with the idea 
to do this. And I said, you know, it was really something that I know you had said you had your accident and then also, you know, having a pandemic involved and getting support from external people. Like we didn't, we couldn't have that. Like I remember coming to, to see you afterwards from a distance where normally I would like run up and hug you. Right. Or obviously gently because you were hurt, but you know, like that, that's a hard, um, a hard thing to do. And, you know, I think even beyond that part of it, I think, um, you know, you and I have always been on the same wavelength with a lot of things and, and, you know, there's lots of things that we don't agree on or that we do differently, but I also think that we're not in, we're not alone in that. Like, I think there's a lot of women, moms or otherwise, and people Mm -hmm. who just need to hear sometimes that like, yeah, I'm feeling this too, or yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling this. I think in our community, we don't have, and we just, we talked about this off mic not that long ago. Like we don't have a lot of resources. We do have a lot of awesome, you know, awesome people in our community. And that's what we've tried to highlight at this point. But mm-hmm. for me, we we're trying to give a community feel in yes, a time where yes. we don't necessarily have it, right? Yes. Like we can't yeah. have that. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause I think, and what you were, you were saying or trying to say was like, I think for me, right after the accident, which happened alongside the pandemic, it became like, I became acutely aware of how important having a community was, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. having people who I could reach out to, um, you know, whether it be professionally or personally um, for, for different things. So I think that the sisterhood kind of allows us to bring that mm-hmm. um, to, you know, a to the greater people or whatever, right? <laughs> just yeah. allows us to bring that to yeah. more people each week with a podcast or, um, you know, through Instagram. I, I mean, hopefully my hope, and I have told you this a million times over would be to eventually get a grant and have an actual like physical community center where we could have something mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. um, you know, have a, a place where where families could go young young moms like older moms whatever anybody yeah um, you know I would I would like that would be my absolute dream for for our county um however we can't do that right now right Not so right now, yeah. um but yeah, I think definitely we were able to be vulnerable on here, which is something that people need to know. It's okay, right? Yeah, like, um, totally. Um, you know, it's okay to know that life is not linear, and you know, <laughs> things are going to come up that yeah. that we have to deal with, right? Like, I mean, the pandemic has been a perfect example of that. Nobody expected to be sitting here in 2020, unsure whether or not to send their kids back to school because of a you know deadly, potentially deadly virus, right? right. That, uh, you know it's just, yeah, I think it's, and, and again, we want to educate and we want to make people laugh and we mm-hmm. want to provide resources, um, that are, that are, or, you know, available locally and beyond and also highlight gaps, right? So yeah. if we sit here and say, you know what, there are no mental health resources or very few mental health resources mm-hmm. for women in, you know, this area, um, you know, maybe that will stimulate some discussion and eventually action around, you know, coming up with these, you know, filling these gaps, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, I, and I just think having these conversations are important. You know, I've, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to, I, I read all the time, like I'm doing all of this stuff, but right. It's so hard. And I think for anybody, um, it's so hard to find something that's relatable to you in whatever you need. And in that moment, um, Mm -hmm. and when you do find it, it's so important to share it. So for me, I feel like this is a, has been a really good platform for us to 
like you said, really turn in on what's important to us and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And chances are there are other people who are feeling the same way, right? Um, Absolutely. But, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy stuff all the time either, right? Like it could be some, something as simple as, you know, what to feed your kid for lunch, right? Or snoring, like, you know, stupid things like that. I think Mm -hmm. we, we can make people laugh at the same time. But I mean, it's funny. My mom was listening and and she's so cute. Oh, she listens all the time. She said to me yesterday, um, I was wearing my, um, it's fine shirt. And she was like, yeah. Oh yeah. You told me about that shirt. Um, where did you get that again? Oh, zoo Lily. And I was like, we never had this conversation. She's like, That's you're so right. Funny. I heard it on your podcast. It was so funny. And like, I talked to so my mom every day, but yeah. it's just stuff like that. Right. And she had joked. She's like, you guys could go on tour. Like, um, oh, those, I love those moms that make people laugh, right? Like the cat mm. nat or the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so hard and I was like I don't think we're quite there yet and and I truly like I don't want to go on tour that's too much work but that's so funny oh, I would so funny. I have like, your background though you know me I love yeah, to be that's true oh I do too as I'm sitting here literally wiping my nose on my fucking sleeve I'm surprised you haven't said something about it. <laughs> is this coincide oh, here, with the infection the control <laughs> no I, I have a boss of <laughs> beside me like literally if oh, I at almost 33 year old three years old I'm wiping my nose on my sleeve the literally the school stand no chance I just have to say with the kids no. going back because that's disgusting I'm watching myself do it because I can see myself in the video playback thing and yeah anyways oh okay I have but yeah we could attention. go on tour I we would could. but maybe yeah, not yet maybe. perhaps we need to continue to to do this um but yeah anyways that's a really long-winded answer so why do Mm. we do this sisterhood because we because we can yeah because we want to yeah and it's yeah yeah, it's been a fun informative um you know way to kind of sit down and talk with everybody however we're really only talking with each other right and it just has generated such good conversation outside of this for me so it's been a lot of fun so yeah Yeah. that's why we're doing it so I also um yeah like meeting all the new people Mm -hmm. doing this too with the interviews and stuff so same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so that's fun yeah so um so speaking of things that you've we 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 often like sharing things that we've been learning about mm-hmm. so I have been learning a lot about relationships and reading a lot about relationships and boundaries and communication so I don't know if you've ever dabbled I've been I actually shared a couple things mm-hmm. on Instagram on our mm-hmm. on the sisterhood site on the sisterhood Instagram I don't know what the lingo is about relationships and boundaries because okay so boundaries which basically so I remember talking about this a lot when I worked up in Flamborough which is so we worked specifically in Waterdown so it was like I don't know Flamborough's the county or whatever mm-hmm. um on the other west side of Hamilton west south I don't know west side of Hamilton anyways <laughs> we ran women's groups groups for women and we talked a lot about boundaries so a lot of the women who came to the group had been leaving you know unhealthy relationships or you know for whatever reason want to learn about boundaries so often we talked about how boundaries basically um basically a boundary shows where one thing ends and the other begins right so right. for humans um you know they help us to figure out a where I end and another person begins and B um, where like we define like what's okay 
as far as your behavior and your treatment of me, like what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with. Um, so often we would do this little exercise where women would have to visualize a fence, right? So mm-hmm. you could have like a white picket fence around your property, which was your person. And, um, you know, what does your fence look like, right? Mm-hmm. So were the gates wide open or was there pretty vines or was it, you know, a broken down fence? And then um, we would work together to try and repair these fences. And I always loved that visualization activity. Yeah. I mean, Truth be told, as a social work and an empath, um, I actually have a lot of problems <laughs> with boundaries in my own life. Um, I think I've told you this a hundred times over. I'm a bit of a recovering people pleaser. Um, and and so I struggle um, not putting other people's needs above my own, right? Because there's this whole... So anyways, I'm always reading and learning more um, about it, you know, I'll professionally, you know, how do we help people do this? Mm-hmm. And then personally, you know, it's something that often comes up with my, you know, when I when I do therapy sessions and when I'm reading. So anyways... Um, but yeah, I, I was reading a lot about how when we're setting boundaries in our own life, we have this fear about how other people may react, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and I think a huge thing has been for me, you know, to just sit back and realize, you know, if I'm going to tell other people, you know, and, and this is something that has always come up, um, you know, therapists have always, you know, recommended, um, for people that I work with and for myself that when you're setting new boundaries, right. So when you're changing, um, a behavior of your own, sometimes it helps to just verbalize that to people, right. So to say like, you know what, Steph, I'm actually going to be turning inward right now and focusing on myself and my family. Um, or, you know, Steph, it's not okay with me when you do X, when I share clips of you snoring on our podcast. Perfect example. (laughs) When you embarrass me in front of, of, you know, a couple side note, listeners. Side note, <laughs> your kidding. husband actually just texted me and asked if I brought it up. So like he's holding me accountable. Really? To that, so, yeah. that is so funny. He's hiding yeah. out in the kitchen right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh anyways, it goes kind of hand in hand with assertive communication, I think. Mm-hmm. So setting boundaries and assertive communication, which a lot of people are afraid to kind of really stand up for their own rights. And, and you don't have to do this in a way that's aggressive or passive aggressive. You just have to literally um, tell people kind of what you need and want in a relationship. And so at first though, I think, and I've experienced this personally, like at first people kind of get their backs up and they're like, yo, 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 that's not the Amanda we knew. Mm-hmm. And so they don't like that. Right. Yeah. Um, change, like with all change comes a resistance. For um, sure. So anyways, I'm kind of rambling right now, but, um, I will, maybe what I'll do is kind of type some of this stuff up. It really, it's, you know, really basic kind of assertive communication 101 where, um, you learn how to kind of fill that space between your needs and others' needs. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Without- space in between. Yeah. is called like is a boundary, right? There needs yeah. to be a healthy boundary in there. And in order to set a healthy boundary, Steph can see my little visualization that it's I'm like doing, a Venn trying. Is it a Venn diagram? Is that it's what you're trying? Try, I'm trying right? like to a, create a Venn diagram yeah. with my hands. You got yeah. it. So a Venn so where diagram that's, is where, the circles. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So where that? it overlaps, maybe I'll come up with a, yes. I can make a little graphic for you. Can you? Okay. Yeah, so that space in between is the boundary. And, and I believe in order to set a healthy boundary, you need to be assertive. And I know this because like again, per in in all facets of my life, I have I fucked up, right? I've set mm. boundaries, you know, in a way that has been hurtful, and I've set boundaries in a way that has actually benefited yeah. um, myself and my family and whatnot. So I think it all kind of comes 
back to that, you know, if you don't put your own face mask on first, then you don't, you cannot give to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's actually, um, we will link it at the end of the podcast, but there's a, a page on Instagram called mindful boundaries and they share some really, um, you know, interesting little memes, I guess, or pages. I don't know what you call those they pictures and then uh, descriptions about kind of what they're talking about. And anyways, they do a really good job of explaining things, but I came across something that said when caring people become selfish, everyone benefits. And that's so counterintuitive, right. Mm -hmm. To look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, however, you know, it's, we need to, right. Like you need to talked and went on to talk about how actually when caring people look at like kind of turn inward and take care of themselves, it actually promotes balance in their life because, um, yeah, again, it just brings me back to that analogy about the oxygen mask. Um, they're able to, you know, look after their own needs and communicate, you know, kindly, what they, what they will and will not tolerate in relationships. And then they're actually able to show up better for other people. So I love that. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of like, even we have this conversation constantly about like guilt. Right. Um, and I always, I tend to turn back to mom guilt, but I, I mean, guilt in other relationships too. Right. And what you're, um, what you're giving to another person or another relationship compared to what you're giving to yourself and how, yeah, we can't pour from an empty cup and all of those you know, sayings that are, yeah. we hear all the time, right? You can, yeah. Oh, you can't yeah. pour for an empty cup is like one of the biggest ones, but it's so true. And I think, especially as a mom, like, you know, even setting a boundary about my kid not sleeping in my bed because I need to get a good sleep is a hard mm-hmm. one for me, mm-hmm. right? Because I like go back and forth. And this is like, again, very, you know, baseline, simple example compared to like some of the major relationship sure. boundaries that we need to, you know, set. But, um, you know, like I, I, I feel like along with setting boundaries, like guilt comes along with setting boundaries. And so Absolutely. when you, I just found that same thing when caring people grow a bit selfish, everyone benefits because mm-hmm. it's true. Like you can't physically give yourself to somebody if you are not feeling like you've gotten your own, like th- that you haven't invested in yourself as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you supposed to maintain a relationship or a friendship or whatever it might be? with whoever. Well, you're without, not, you're not, like you, you will. Yeah, you will not, you will. And sorry to cut you off there, but you will burn out, right? Yeah. Like it's just a matter of time Yeah. before any human just burns out, right? Like, and we know about compassion fatigue yes. and just exhaustion and yeah. you know, totally disconnecting uh, from, from people, right? Like, I mean, we've all been there or you and I both been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, yeah, it's, it's, we, I think that fear or shame, like shame and fear go hand in hand for totally. me about how others are going to react. Like it's, it's really a matter of just knowing it's okay. It's yeah. okay, Steph. If, you know, if, yeah, you're going to feel guilty about setting a boundary that, you know, Silas can't sleep and can't crawl into bed every night with you, but you need to get sleep and that's okay. Right, right. And you know, how, how do you go about doing that? Because I think setting boundaries with our kids and spouses is important. And then kind of extending that to, you know, in-laws and, mm-hmm. and parents and, you know, you know, all of, and then friends and, and coworkers and whatnot, because, um, you know, otherwise, you know, 
I think that's where our kids are going to learn, right? Yeah. Like they're going to learn that mommy doesn't let everybody kind of, you know, take and take and take and take and mommy's, yeah. you know, we don't all walk all over her and we don't, you know, so I think, yeah. I think I, anyways, what you're, what you're saying is normal, right? Like other yeah. people feel that way too, right? And, and it has to and, extend yeah. into all different areas of your life. Like even just thinking today where, you know, I took a day off work, a day off my paid job and saying like, mm-hmm. like old me would have said like, I'm available by email and cell phone if you need me. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm taking a day off. And like, realistically, will I still check my emails? Sure. Because I know that it sets my day for tomorrow. Like it sets mm-hmm. the tone for what I have to deal with tomorrow. If I can like, you know, clear out my inbox and like, whatever, I might not answer, but I still read them or mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, that is like a small step in doing it. Or in like another thing that I thought of too, here, I'm just having a therapy session and you can be my, mm-hmm. my counselor right now. But um, a longtime friend of mine just had her second baby, um, this mm-hmm. weekend, which is wonderful. And then, so when I texted her to say congratulations, I realized that I haven't even met her first baby who's now two, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And like, it just, that's mm-hmm. just life. Right. And it's not the same mm-hmm. as setting a boundary, but there's the guilt that comes in. So for me, I have to, like, I had to say to myself, okay, like, that's okay. You also have a lot going on. Like we don't live close. We don't, you know, we don't see each other very often. We don't live five minutes down the road. Like it would take a day of, you know, either a, I have to pack my three kids up and go see her, Mm -hmm. which would be wonderful. But you know, like, it's just, it's not as easy as like, I have to go like, go see this friend and I want to. Um, but like the guilt that comes along with that. And like, I had to like tell myself like, it's okay. Like, it's okay that Mm -hmm. you didn't do that. Um, and she'll understand because she also now has kids and, and does, you know, it's not as easy as being able to do things like that. I don't know. I have to tell myself that or else I just feel so much guilt. Maybe it's not the same thing, but I'm trying to be a little bit more selfish in that because I can't fit everything in. I can't do it all. I can't visit all the friends. I can't. Right. Um, no, you just can't, you can't do that anymore. And I think, it's okay. Right. And it's okay if relationships become like, if you, this, you know, distance friend, if you're, you know, checking in through text message or on Mm. like email or whatever, you know, I think, or even just, you know, once in a while, liking each other's pictures on Instagram. Honestly, I think that's one thing I've noticed because friends, you know, friends and family were so important to us prior to having kids. And we were always hosting and always, you know, going to things and do, you know, giving, giving, giving. And then now that I'm three kids deep under the age of six, um, I just don't have time. Honestly, we do not have time. Sometimes I will find text messages on my phone that I haven't even replied to in like weeks. And it just, oh my God, I forgot. I don't know how I missed this. And just life. It's life, yeah, right? Like, it's just and, what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, there's going to be some people, I mean, absolutely in, the last six months or so when we've really kind of, or I've really kind of, um, you know, laid out some boundaries in my own life. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I've lost, you know, some, some relationships or, or they've changed drastically, but, um, it's okay. Right. Like, yeah. it, you know, I, I think every, you know, kind of just trusting that you're exactly where you need to be right now. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of, I don't know if this is super cliche, but if she's a true friend, she'll understand. Right. Right. Like, right. And that's what I keep telling myself to feel better Life. about it. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't need to feel better about this. This is just yeah. how it is. Yeah. And that's just life, right? Right. It's, and it's life is so messy. To, 
And so yeah. this is the this is the thing. Life is fucking messy. So I'm sorry if you can't handle me because I'm dealing with, you know, three kids or you mm. know, uh, I, what happens in life? People die. You know, yeah. we're dealing with grief and loss yeah. and um, work you know, stresses, illness relationship and, stresses, marital stresses, depression, right? anxiety, yeah. whatever. Like this yeah. is real fucking life. And the older you get, the more exposure you have to all of these things, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, like fit in a neat little fucking bubble and yeah I think that it's just yeah I don't know I don't even know where we're going with this now but no but I think it's important to to vocalize this stuff because Mm -hmm. you you physically can't give everything to everyone all the time and so you have to prioritize who am I if I have to pour from an empty cup whose cup am I pouring into my kids and my marriage right and and so while I try to remedy that and fill my own cup up again, like that, that means that my relationships change with other people and that's just how mm-hmm. it's going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to figure out what works and, and, and do that, you know, yeah. like find, find what makes you happy and do it. Like, that's what yeah. I love that quote. I don't know. I'm all about quotes. Who's I'm sure it? our listeners yeah. have heard. You are. You're so good. At that I love quote. that stuff. I love it. I, yeah. I don't, well, you know because you funny. can like, resonate with them. Right? I can. It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and just do it. Yeah. It's, it's so hard though. And you worry about like, like you, I'm also a people pleaser. And so you worry about not pleasing everybody all the time. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. setting that own boundary with yourself, I think is a huge part of it. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah. And that's the basis of it. That's the the baseline that you have to do first and then realize, Mm -hmm. you know, what you have to change from there. But, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. no, I think it's important. I think it's important to talk about. And I know that we're, not alone in this. Um, no, especially, yeah. With moms, if it's as simple as, like I said, not letting your kid crawl into bed with you every night, which like the, the then the guilt part comes in because mm-hmm. I secretly, like, I love it, but then I'm miserable in the morning because well, I don't sleep. And yeah, I also know it's not going to last forever I and know. I'm going to miss it when it stops happening. Right. But it's, but it's those- okay to admit that right now it's fucking hard to have yeah. no sleep. Right. So yeah. that's one of the, one of my, you know, biggest pet peeves. And I will make sure in 10 years I don't do this to young moms, but, um, or moms who are younger than me. But yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, any of my friends who are, you know, a little bit older and whose kids are, you know, maybe teens or preteens, you know, when they let those, those words come out of their mouths, you're going to miss this. And yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. One day I'm going to look back at pictures and miss the fact that my kids are, I mean, I do this already. I, I already do it. Yeah. Up, right. And I'm going to yeah. miss the fact that she's not a little baby. And yeah. right now, you know, we're going through the, the one-year-old stage with, mm-hmm. with Josie and yeah, one day I'm going to miss that, you know, I don't have a little baby in the house and it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still really hard yeah, right now. Right. Totally. Like, because yeah, you're exhausted and your yeah. resources are, you know, super stretched. Totally right? tapped. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're dealing with all the other shit storm that is life, right? Like a pandemic totally. and loss and grief and your own, you know, dysregulated emotions. And yeah, it's hard, right? Parenting is hard and being, you know, a woman and a mom is hard, especially in a community where historically we just don't have a shit ton of resources. So mm-hmm. yeah, again, this brings me back to the overarching theme, which is if on some level, the sisterhood just helps you feel less alone in, mm-hmm. in all of these experiences, which are totally normal. Yeah. And then that's kind of why we're here, right? We've, so, we've, yeah, fulfilled that goal then. 
Yeah. And that actually, so we were, I was reading, so you and I were having a conversation earlier in the week about healthy communication. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the stuff Steph and I talk about. Yes. So this was back and forth via text, of course, probably on Steph's lunch break, but, um, or at 4am or whenever, but I was rambling on and on to you about how, I guess, how much of a rarity it is to be able to just share something and then just have your experience validated. So this yeah. actually um, is something that I'm working on as a social worker and a human. And I know you said you were doing the same, right? Is So how do we engage in healthy communication, which involves talking and babbling on and on and mm-hmm. on and also listening, right? So mm-hmm. we are kind of coming at it from the view or the side of the listener um, and just some super important things that I think we all forget about from time to time. Um, so validation is huge. So most times, so I actually read that in most, most instances, when people come to you with a problem, mm-hmm. they're not actually looking for anything other than to be heard. Okay. Yeah, so, so true. And I see this when I go into homes to do assessments all the time. So yeah. I show up with my agenda and really people just want to be heard. They just yeah. want to tell me about their shitty experience within yep. the healthcare system. They just want to tell me about what they need. They just want to tell me about their family and how their family hasn't been there for them or how they have been there or whatever. They just want a vent. Mm-hmm. And my job is to listen, right? Yeah. Listen, make notes, and then, you know, eventually, hopefully <laughs> get my assessment done. But um, but anyway, so some some things to help us validate. So um, you know, what what can we do to validate people, right? So yeah. um, so we can recall similar experiences in our own life. So when you're talking to me about how you are, you know, struggling with Silas sleeping in your bed. So instead of being like, Stephanie, you should put him in his room and make him cry it out for 45 minutes while you're sitting at the door. No, I'm just gonna say, you know what? We had the same experience with Nora. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. I'm just listening. Yeah, I know how you feel. Yep. I went through this with Nora when she was four. And then um, it's really important to, to sometimes what you can do is help extract more information. So, so tell me, you know, so what are you feeling when you have to, you know, walk him back to his room or when you're laying in bed trying to decide what to do? So what are you going through? Mm-hmm. Kind of what does it look like? Is your husband? So try and extract and pull more information mm-hmm. about what you're dealing with. Um, normalizing. So if you're saying, you know what, after we do some extraction, you're like, yeah, I'm feeling so much guilt. And then you just normalize it. So a simple statement like, it's okay that you feel that way. Or a lot of other people feel that way. I think it's normal to be feeling mom guilt right now. Um, yeah, we don't want to, we have to be really careful. I always find it helpful to look at what not to do, to know what to do. So you don't want to correct other people's feelings. So I think one of the most hurtful things we do in, in relationships is like, Stephanie, you should not be feeling guilty about that. Yeah. It's okay. Your kid is going to be fine if you put him in his room. So you should not be feeling guilty. So what I'm doing is dismissing your feeling. So we invest so much time, or at least I know I do in teaching my kids about the whole, you know, array of emotions right? So um, these are all the things you could be feeling. And it's really important to name it, right? So when my toddler has a tantrum about her sister breaking her little, you know, little people world that she sets up. Yep. Okay, Iris, I know you're feeling frustrated, right? Or and it's really important to name emotions and normalize the whole array of different things we might feel in any given situation. And then we turn into adults and you, you know, 
that all goes away. Yeah, right, yeah. right. You yeah. announce to your friend that you're feeling a ton I'm of fine. shame yeah. about your kid sleeping in bed with you or about, you know, you're feeling shameful about your kid or guilt or whatever about your kid, you know, having to go back. Not to breastfeeding only- or whatever, right, whatever, like all of the whatever. things you experience. Yeah. Guilt about, you know, having to be on your computer and your kid doing this. Being working. Your yeah. Your best friend says to you or whatever. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it you should not be feeling that way. Don't you feel guilty about that? Don't you feel frustrated? Don't you feel nothing? It's like, no, you're just dismissing the fact that you have an actual feeling or emotion. And I think that the listener often does that because we don't want to see you hurting, right? It's uncomfortable for us. Yeah. Feel bad. So I want to make you feel better. Right. Yeah. And I think it comes from a good place. Like I always, that part always comes because I was guilty of that. And I try consciously not to be like that because yeah, yeah, like to, to say like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like you're not the only one doing that or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And I know it comes from a good place in saying that Mm -hmm. I get that, Mm -hmm. but it also doesn't, it minimizes, like you said, it, it dismisses it. It minimizes the feeling in, and then all of a sudden it's okay. We're going to sweep it under the rug and then not talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's something that's really heavy on my mind and I can't now, now you want me to just change the conversation because you've dismissed my feelings mm-hmm. and now we'll just change it and talk about right. what you're making for dinner, whatever it might be. Right. right. Like it's, it's such right. a, and then yeah, it's problematic Marin, because it does come from a good place. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the unsolicited advice thing is huge too, yeah. because I think we automatically, I mean, naturally, I think most people want to fix other people's problems. Totally. Yeah. And so we start offering all this advice, right? And I think it's really important to check yourself before you offer advice. And this is something I am going to be, you know, constantly working on. It's Stephanie, do you want my advice right now? Like, are you coming to me? Cause you want, I mean, you don't yeah. have to say, say it like this. People will be like, what's wrong with you? But, um, you know, maybe just say like, do you, is this something you want my advice on? Or do you want me to like help you look up a solution to this problem? Or you mm-hmm. just want to bet. And you're probably, you know what, if you're really being honest with yourself, you'd be like, you know what? I, I just want to bet. I just yeah. want to get this off my chest. Yeah. I just need a trusted space or friend or whatever, where I can just, you know, verbalize how I'm feeling because sometimes the art of just literally spitting something out of your mouth is healing, right? Much like writing and drawing. So, and these things are proven time and time again within research, right? So sometimes we really want to find an answer to our problems and we'll ruminate and go over and over and why, 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 why am I feeling anxious? Why am I depressed? Why am I having a hard time with this? Why am I feeling guilt? Whatever. And really sometimes there isn't an answer for those things. And we just have to get the, you know, get what we're feeling off of our chest And that in and of itself kind of, I think almost compartmentalizes things, right. It separates things from, you know, who we are and it just, it's healing. Right. So that's why, you know, therapists will say, draw, draw your trauma, traumatic experience, write about it. Um, you know, talk about it out loud, sit in front of a mirror or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. It kind of depersonalizes it a bit. So yeah. yeah, Deal with it and get it out there. And then when you're ready, that's where it stays at that point. Downloading something from your brain onto a piece of paper, onto a drawing, onto writing, whatever it is, or even just out of your mouth and getting it out there. Um, I think, you know, we feel that even in having 
not arguments, but you know, conflicts with people mm-hmm. for so long, you pent up that anger or that feeling with somebody and saying like, okay, we're just going to, again, sweep it under the rug and not talk about this. Even mm-hmm. though I'm really bothered by that thing that you said, Amanda, like you really mm-hmm. like offended me with that, or I'm really mm-hmm. upset by what you said. I'm not going to say anything about it because that just seems more complicated, but really I feel so much better when I actually verbalize that to you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you and I have a healthy relationship, you can take that in, understand it mm-hmm. and, you know, process it as you need to. And then, you know, we deal with it and move on. Like it's not a Absolutely. right. And, and stewing and keeping all of that stuff inside mm-hmm. is really not good for you either. So I don't no, know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. I think the biggest thing is getting it out right and yeah. and in relationships with other people as soon as we start to dismiss how you know our friends and loved ones or whatever colleagues are feeling and try to fix their problems for them right we are narrowing safe spaces right so yeah. we are not no longer making this a safe space for them to come to when they're dealing with something shitty yeah. right um so yeah i just think these are super important things to keep in mind again we are all guilty of this there is nobody who is a perfect listener. I mean, I, you can pay 200 bucks an hour to have a therapist who's still going to accidentally jump in and offer you advice when they shouldn't be right. Like, I mean, it's, uh, it's normal. I think again, it's, it's coming from a good place and sometimes it can be super detrimental, right? Because, you know, yeah, it's showing us, you know, like our feelings don't matter and, uh, and they do. Right. And sometimes it's just like, I, I remember hearing a statistic one time where it's like, Literally, people need 10, 10 to 15 minutes max to tell you their story or their yeah. side of the story. And I find that this is a hugely helpful tool when I'm kind of diffusing um, frustration and anger. I guess I'm not diffusing it when, when I'm allowing people to diffuse their own frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, I work in the healthcare system. So often I show up in the home dealing with people who have been really hurt by, you know, an experience within a hospital setting. And that's just usually how it goes. Cause I right. do do things from a home care perspective. So honestly, I've learned if I just give folks, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes, sometimes it doesn't even take that long to just tell me their story and just yeah. listen to them. Sometimes I'm the first person, you know, along their healthcare journey, who's even sat and listened to them um, about their negative experience. Like that just allows them to just, like you said, get it off their chest to yeah. download it somewhere else and then take a breath and move into the next step of planning, yeah. which is, you know, okay, how can we make it right in the home? Right. And exactly. how can we get you back on your journey towards healing from home? Right. So you, you're home, you're safe. Let's make this, you know, a better experience for you and let's get you back to feeling good again. So, yeah. um, but we can't get there if people aren't given the opportunity to vent about their crappy experience, right. Yeah, or whatever's so hurting them. And I think that's a, the thing you said about downloading too. just another point on that is, um, something I've been told. So like most moms or women in general, I think, you know, bedtime hits and, you know, when my anxiety is traditionally quite high, my husband is snoring logs beside me and I'm laying in bed mm-hmm. over everything. And then that interrupts sleep, right? So yeah. one of the things I've always learned and have actually found very helpful is to keep a journal at your bedside. And so if there's things you're worried about, write it down and then park mm-hmm. it. No, yeah. write down, you know, I'm worried about back to school or I'm worried about, um, you know, not having enough money for the kids, RESPs or whatever, yeah. write it down, park it, 
And then, you know what, there is nothing I can do about this in the next eight hours. I need to sleep and just like literally talk to yourself out loud. And, uh, yeah, it helps. So yeah. Anyways, that's kind of my rant. That's what I've been reading about this week. So, um, definitely it's helpful to check out mindful boundaries. You had said, there was a really good quote by Glennon Doyle. What was that? Oh yeah. Um, it wasn't hers. It wasn't hers, but it was, she had posted on Instagram. Um, I can kind of see, I think it's Aisha Anabi. I can't see the, it's anyway, I'll share the post. It's, um, it's done in all balloons, like lettered balloons. So it's hard oh. to read. Um, it's kind of a funny <laughs> looking thing. And it was, it made me chuckle. Cause like somebody commented like, well, this is really great. Except what are you going to do with these balloons when you're done? Why couldn't you have written them out? You know, what a terrible impact on the environment. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you're just oh I the can't point. win. Oh yeah. God. But anyway, it says self-care is choosing not to argue with people who are committed to misunderstanding you. And I think as I, as I grow older, as I have more life experience, that's something that I really, um, really have to remember because yeah. there are just going to be some people who don't agree with you and no. who don't even want to agree with you. Right. No. And so to it, not even engage in that, like there've been so many times, even on the internet, like you read like comments on an article that somebody's posted and like people are just going yeah. at it and, and like, they don't want to understand you. They are committed no. to not understanding you. They don't, they are fundamentally disagreeing with everything that you're saying. Yeah. And I think just like not engaging in that is such an important act and it's yes. difficult to do sometimes, but you have to realize when, and this is coming from me who I'm, a, I'm, um, I always have to be right. And like, I, that's a, a flaw of mine. Like I'm a serial mm-hmm. arguer because <laughs> I am right and you are wrong. And <laughs> I fundamentally believe that a lot of the times that other people are wrong and I am right, even though I know that's not true. Mm-hmm. But knowing that there are just going to be some people who you can't ever win with, no. um, I think uh, is an important piece in all of the boundary setting yeah. um, issues as well, because there's going to be people that you just, you know, that you're just not going to agree with all the time. Right. So setting that boundary and not having, you know, not having them enter your life in a way that's not useful to you is, mm-hmm. is really important too. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, Glennon, my bestie. It is a tribute well, and, to someone else, but I'll share it. I'll reshare. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Share it on Instagram maybe. And yeah. the, and that brings me to a quote that I always go to. And I've, I've literally spent money in therapy to have a psychologist or whatever tell me, you know what, Amanda, it's okay. Not everybody's going to like you. You're not mm-hmm. chocolate. And that is like the most, one of the most helpful things as an adult that I've had to come to terms with, you know, is that it's okay. Not everybody's going to like you. You're not chocolate. And you know what? The world, like the sun still comes up the next day, right? So um, it's okay in the, you know, in the course of setting boundaries for yourself and your family um, or, or even just literally for yourself within your family, whatever that Mm -hmm. needs to look like. Um, it's okay if other people's feelings are, you know, maybe, I guess I don't want to say hurt, but you know, if other people get their nose a little out of joint in the course of you kind of, of, of becoming happier yourself, yeah. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. No, but it's um, true. But like yeah, it's... I, I think 
Yeah, I don't know. And maybe at some point we can have, I know um, I've got a friend too who's dealing with some stuff in her own personal life right now, but she's uh, a really, really good therapist. She's older than than us, um, which I hope she's okay with saying so, but, you know, and which gives her a lot more life experience mm-hmm. and, and she works, you know, um, with folks who are dealing with, you know, some major relationship stuff and trauma yeah. and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I know she will, she'll be she'll be very glad to come on here one day and maybe talk more about this. But, but yeah, I think, you know, kind of in the course of, you know, yeah, finding your own way and your own happiness and setting boundaries, like, yeah, you're, you're inevitably going to, to piss other people off. Um, and, and it's okay. It's okay. Not everybody's going to like you. And I think that that, you know, for, for two recovering people pleasers, because I think we're both trying to make an effort to not do that as much. Right. Because you also read me a quote, um, that you had saw on the gram about how basically people pleasing is, you know, an attempt to kind of control others. Um, I guess, control others opinions of you and at first I was like oh no I'm not controlling but really like you are you are right you're trying to um make everybody think that you're good right and 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 it's okay to to not have people think that about you you Mm -hmm. know um and let people form their own opinions and it's okay to upset people sometimes and to think of things differently so um anyways that's my rant and ramble yeah I think this this whole conversation was in itself was therapeutic like it was just very like I said I feel like I just talked to my therapist for the last hour or so except I probably wouldn't call out my therapist for snoring on (laughs) I don't know if you'll ever forgive me for that to go confront Clay about that but that was funny okay so next in the next coming weeks okay um I really want to talk about PMS and mm-hmm. um, I got this new book by Amanda Laird called Heavy Flow, Breaking the Curse of Menstruation. Cool. So I'm literally up to my eyeballs in reading right now, but I'm going to try and read this. Um, and it's all about, I think it's about the actual, like, it's about actual um, menstruation. And then it's also about breaking um, stigma um, around women's yeah. health and hormones. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we can, you know, I talk a lot about hormones, hormonal health with my naturopath and she's super duper busy. She's wonderful. Actually, her name is Dr. Laura, Lara Armstrong. She's out of um, Hamilton and Ancaster. Um, but maybe we can get somebody on here to talk a little bit more about women's health and hormones yeah. um, because what a relevant topic. Totally. So, totally. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's That'd kind of cool. where I want to go with things. Is there anything that you've been really digging lately? Um, what is what is sticking out for you, Steph? Anything that I'm digging lately? Um, your favorite? Oh gosh, well everything is like so um, irrelevant compared to like the important stuff that we've talked about. No, it's okay. But, oh gosh, when so Alex and I, this is like I said, totally irrelevant compared to what we talked about. But when Alex and I um, sit down to watch. TV at night, which honestly, like it happens every night, but I'm usually falling asleep because I'm so tired at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and we can rarely decide on a show to watch. And so I said how we have been loving that, um, love on the spectrum. And I had a couple Mm -hmm. of people message me saying that they also were like obsessed with it and it was so good. Um, we also really love watching Schitt's Creek and it's so funny. It's so (laughs) Canadian, but not like they're actually like, they don't, 
I don't think it's set in Canada, but it's so cool to see all these Canadian actors and actresses um, on the show. And it's so funny, but yeah, I don't know. That's like such a, a silly thing that I've been loving this week again, compared to the conversation. But I also like, I'm, but life I'm, needs to be a balance. It just needs to be things. a little bit lighter. And like last night we were on the couch and I'm like falling asleep. It's eight 45. Okay. Like, and I'm falling asleep mm-hmm. on the couch and um, he's, I'm like, just one more episode. Like, I just want to keep watching it because it's so, it makes me laugh so much. And it's just mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just so funny. It's oh, like dry I'm humor. Gonna, I love it. Yeah. Um, I've been told multiple times that I would like that mm-hmm. show. So maybe I need to catch, I honest to God cannot keep my eyes open when yeah. we turn the television on. But yeah, it, we need that balance, right? Of heavy, oh my God, this yeah. is so, you know, and just laughing. It's so, so yeah. And I don't like stuff that's too heavy because I'm so, I just need something mindless. So like my go-to when I turn the TV on will be a friend's rerun. Um, totally. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, it's just oh, kind of, good. yeah, I need that's something good. that's funny like that. I don't know. I feel like there's something else. You know what I need to do is just write these things down as I think of during them. the week. I know. I think of things and I'm like, oh, that's going to be my favorite this week. That's going to be my favorite this week. And like I, I look around and I'm like, I have all these wonderful favorites, but I can't remember which one I was actually going to talk about. So anyway, mm. what about you? Mm. That's a tricky one for me this week. Um, honestly, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's you had some a- alone time with no kids for a while. That would have had to count as a favorite, I feel. Oh, yeah. Actually, okay, so my favorite thing this week, so I'm, so we're big foodies in this house. I'm not mm-hmm. very domesticated, so I'm not exactly the best cook like you. However, I do love going out for dinner. Yeah. So I did have some alone time this week. I went and stayed overnight at my sister's because I had back-to-back appointments. Yeah city and I needed a break. So, um, anyways, I went and spent the night at my sister's and we went to a little restaurant in Dundas and I can't even remember what it's called, but it, I will find out the name of it. And they served the most delicious vegan Thai food. And Oh my God. So I had pad thai and it was vegan. So for protein, I think I had soy chicken in quotations. Um, Oh my God. It was seriously the freshest, most flavorful food I had Mm -hmm. ever tasted. And then there was a little mama cooking in the back and she actually made us, as we're leaving, she came out with a whole other meal and just gave it to us. So we were just, you know, blowing kisses. Bye mama. It was lovely. It's a right down the drag and Dundas. I will find out the name so we can link it. Um, is it Little it Asia? Wonderful. I just Googled it. Is it the vegan and vegetarian? It is that what it's so. called? Cuisine? Yeah. It's got to be yeah. it. Little it's Asia? It's got to be it. it um, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. It says vegetarian and vegan Asian comfort food in Dundas. Yeah. That, I'm sure that's um, it. Those little plate. It was so good. Honest God, you would love it. I totally recommend going. We went there and then the next morning we went up to Heal on concession for breakfast. We met a friend up cool. there. And it's, um, yeah, so my favorites this week are eating out. Um, and yeah, Heal was delicious. They do, it's a dog friendly little cafe and they have, you know, really healthy, um, smoothie bowls and delicious coffee and yeah. bacon. And again, I want to say this place is completely vegan, um, and vegetarian. And I had, uh, what I thought was an acai bowl, but I have learned it's an acai. Mm, acai. 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 Yeah. That's it. Acai. Cool. Yep. 
the uh, lovely gentleman working there explained to me that it was an acai bowl. <laughs> and, uh, it was so good. I've actually it had peanut butter drizzles on top. Oh my oh, god! I think yeah, I'm I just googled yeah. it. I'm looking at pictures. They look amazing. You gotta go. So oh, those are my two not really local but delicious eateries. Yeah, um, I highly recommend, and we'll link both of those after the podcast so that cool. you can check them out. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm actually hungry thinking about it because I'm not breakfast yet. Oh, it's On like almost note, nine o'clock. Yeah, I, think I know. We're, it's we time to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good chatting with you this morning. Yeah, you too. Bombarding you with things I learned this week. So. Oh no, I need. Uh, I love like like you. I love to learn. Like I'm constantly like reading and taking things in and listening to new. I don't know sources of information and yeah, it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, Share and drop us a note if. By to let us know what you guys think this yeah. week. So, and yeah. and if there's any things that you want to know, everybody had kind of chimed in. We're still trying to iron out um, some some videos. I know people want to talk about grief and mm-hmm. um, back to school, which we did, and mm-hmm. uh, feeding toddlers. So we're trying yeah. to get somebody on still here to talk to about that. that because my kids don't eat anything other than bread <laughs> and butter. Um, so I'm not really an expert on uh. that uh, domain, but. Uh, yeah, so drop us a line with some things you want to see in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, one thing I would like to talk about, and I mentioned this to what? Amanda, is um, I would love to know like what your um, what you feel mom guilt about. Do you know what I mean? Because like I okay. think I'd like to like put that question out to our listeners. So like send us a message with something that you feel guilty about as a mom. And okay, it could be literally anything. So I'm going to put the question box thing up. On That's what I want post. you to do. Yeah, yeah. I love those question boxes. And okay, then I would love that. to share them. I won't share your name or whatever, but I would love to talk Ooh. about them on the pod. So I'll put that out on an Insta story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what you do or don't do as a mom or even as a woman or a man or whatever, as a parent, whatever you want to do. Because um, we do. I would just let you know we do have a few male listeners. We do. It's uh, quite comical, actually. Some of yes. them are, are very funny. Yes. So, yes. so, so we I have would, to include everybody. Yes, all inclusive mm-hmm. here. But I would love to know what you do that you feel guilty about, that you know you shouldn't feel guilty about. That's really what it is. Like, And we what? won't even be offering any unsolicited advice nope, about nothing. your guilt. We just, nope. I think, sharing it. Let's air it. Air the going, dirty yeah, laundry. share it, yeah. air it realize other people are in the same boat or not. Yeah. Maybe people will be judging you. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Adios, amigo. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for tuning in to Sisterhood Unleashed. We'd love for you to come back and join us weekly and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also visit us online at sisterhoodunleashed.ca or on Instagram at sisterhood.unleashed. See you next week.